Hi again, Attorney Steve Vondran, and welcome back to Vondran Legal Hour. We are talking in this episode about software audits and the informant. The informant, okay? You can't overlook the informant and what's going on here. Okay, Attorney Steve Vondran, Licensed Practice Law, California and Arizona. We handle, our firm handles software licensing audits, software audits, okay? Um, sometimes over dinner, we'll meet some people and they'll say, what do you, what do, you do? What are these software audits? And, you know, it's kind of interesting. Most people have never even heard of this. I think they get it once we start talking about it. But, you know, software audits, when you when you buy software or lease software, whatever you end up doing uh, per your licensing agreements, oftentimes licensing software, you are entering into an agreement to use and pay for the software. So what happens is some people are now downloading, downloading off sites like BitTorrent, um, software that's free and they're getting hack codes. They're getting codes that allow them to use software for free. And, you know, I think oftentimes it's a lot of small companies, mid-sized companies that we deal with, um, you know, on up to, to some bigger companies, depends how you define that. But some, some smaller and some medium-sized companies is a lot of what we see. And, you know, if you're using this software, let's say, for example, Autodesk or Microsoft, and you're using software and not paying for it. Um, if somebody finds out, let's say a so let's say a informant, okay, maybe somebody that worked at your company and was fired, maybe a consultant that came in and is no longer there, maybe it's an employee that's currently there. Sometimes we've seen officers, disgruntled officers, or IT guys, or disgruntled CIOs, chief information officers come forward and report what they believe to be private, or excuse me, what they believe to be software infringement, federal copyright infringement, in other words. So these things can be reported. In fact, we've seen things on Facebook where it says report software piracy, you know, earn a reward. So, you know, these things are out there in a tough and tight economy. You know, there are people out there looking to make money and this could be one way they could do it. And, and not only that, but sometimes it becomes retaliation. The informant doesn't like people or they got fired or laid off or something or other. And, you know, so they want that's their way to get back at the company. Okay. We've had extortion attempts from informants, you know, taking corporate information, personal information of the company, trade secrets of the company, and trying to hold that hostage, you know, on termination day. So, you know, basically, these things can become very, very contentious in employment situations. So you have this scenario where a corporation may or may not be using unlicensed software. Um, we've all kinds of scenarios, different kinds of things that have popped up, you know, people from Craigslist coming in and installing what they tell the client is good software at a reduced rate. And it turns out that it's it's infringing software. And then sometimes even that that informant will go turn them in, you know, these what, what, what I would refer to as a career informant. Okay, someone that's constantly, you know, doing these things and seeking rewards. And, you know, and who knows, for all we know, it's a, their plants from the software company, they may work for the software company. So, you know, these are the kinds of scenarios that pop up. But in any BSA licensing case, this BSA stands for Business Software Alliance, um, SIIA. Um, Autodesk is another big one, big line of business that we handle. A lot of Autodesk audits, architects and engineers being audited for Autodesk. Um, 
So when you have these cases, you know, they're never easy. These are never easy cases to deal with. Um, you have very, every situation is different. We've had all sorts of different explanations. We've had free free uh, software that was given to um, to to the uh, company, free software, like demo, here you go. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your services here. You can use this. You know, just, the, so there's a lot of different factual scenarios that can pop up and in a lot of different ways to work these cases and it really depends it's a case-by-case approach but one thing that is very important to look at is the informant where did you get this information this is our conversation let's say like a bsa audit you're going to get a letter from a law firm it's going to say we represent the bsa you have you know there's you know 20 different software companies that you need to audit we want to know what you have on your networks and servers and laptops and we want that information. So, you know, that this is kind of how these things go down. So, um, you know, one question if you're handling your own case and you're wanting to say, well, how do we do this? You know, one thing you can do is say, where, who is the informant? I'd like to see the declaration. Um, or if it was a declaration, you know, declaration would assume that this was signed under penalty of perjury, which I don't believe they are, but cannot confirm nor deny that because they will not turn over um, this this document. They do not want to tell you who the informant is. They want to maintain that in strict privacy, okay? But, you know, the hard part is you never know if there is an informant or there's not an informant, okay? So unless you know that there's actually an informant, you have to question whether this is just a series of letters that may be issued out um, randomly telling people to audit their network. So this is an, it becomes an important question in these software licensing cases. And, you know, you can demand to see, to know who the informant is. Sometimes you have an informant that may have taken or stolen trade secrets or private confidential proprietary information. And you want to know who this person is and what's going on here and what they're reporting. So this is an area where if you're facing a software audit, you know, it, you, you, like I said, you do not need a law firm to represent you in this. As we tell people, good luck, have fun. You're going to be dealing with some intellectual property attorneys that are usually very high level, and it most likely will not be as simple as you think it is. Um, but as we say, if you want to hire a firm to represent you, to handle these cases, to take you from the start to the finish, to try to get this resolved confidentially in whichever way that ends up being, sometimes it's, it's, a, it's a nothing, it's a take nothing. Um, for the software company, just depending on the circumstances. And sometimes it's paying for licenses, and then there's negotiating what the fee would be, um, these kinds of things, and where skilled negotiators can help you strike the deal that you're looking for, okay? So that's just a real basic overview. If you have more questions on software audits, give us a call. We're happy to talk to you. Um, You can find out uh, more information by calling 877-276-5084. You can also find us at softwarelicenseaudits.com. Okay, so a quicker way actually would just be to go askattorneysteve.com. That'd be an easy one for you to remember. Askattorneysteve.com, take you to our homepage. We look forward to working with you. We hope this has provided a little bit of insight for you, but contact us and we can talk to you in greater detail about the use of of informants.
and the role they play in these in these audits. Okay, thanks a lot. Have a great day. Attorney Steve Vondren, licensed practice law in California, Arizona. This is general legal information only, should not be relied upon as legal advice or a substitute for legal advice. Have a great day. We'll talk to you soon.